0: I am here with Dr. Samantha Pillay, and she is the author of the Inspirational Careers for Kids picture book series. And I am so happy to have Samantha, Dr. Samantha Pillay with us. Um, How are you today? Very well, thank you, Ebony. Fantastic to be here. I'm very happy as well. And I I just wanna, because we were just chatting about our different time zones and y'all have to know that Samantha is, up early around what, 6 a.m your time
1: yes yes well oh, it's it's just going 6 a.m now so as you can see I've been, I haven't just got out of bed um but it is early
0: yes that is I was just I was just telling her earlier she's a trooper because well as a
1: surgeon I'm pretty used to early starts in actual fact I usually am up before this you know because I'll often start operating at 8 a.m so I've got to be scrubbed and ready to go by eight.
0: You know, that's a, I didn't even think I forgot all about that, that yeah, you are a surgeon. So I'm sure the hours are crazy as a surgeon. You're needed like basically 24 at any time, 24 seven.
1: Well, I'm lucky with the area that I've chosen that I actually don't, um, you know, have a lot of emergency surgery uh, Mm -hmm. because of the specialty that I, I'm I'm in. um, And so I don't have to get up in the middle of the night very often. Okay. Anymore. (laughs) I'm too old for that. I did, I did that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for you because just thinking about that is not, I'm already feeling in my body, like I want to go back to sleep anyways. um. So tell us Samantha, what inspired you to write this inspirational careers for kids picture book series? Cause I know you have an interesting story. Yes.
1: Well, it started, obviously it started with one, like I'm sure most book series start and I. When I, when I trained as a surgeon, by the time I finished, over 20 years ago, less than 4% of surgeons were female. And I was the first female in South Australia to do urology, that's my surgical specialty. And I faced a lot of gender barriers and stereotypes. And I wanted to break those stereotypes. I didn't really have a lot of role models at either. Growing up, I, I never worked with a female con- surgical consultant. Um, I was finished. I became a female surgeon before I ever saw a fully qualified female surgeon in real life myself uh, in the operating theatre. So with those, uh, I, I felt that you, know, you can't be what you can't see. And having those role models is really important for a young girl to be able to have that vision, that dream. And I, I, you know, I've achieved a lot But I do feel that in actual fact, when I see every opportunities there are for other people, if I'd actually had those role models, um, then I might have dreamed bigger. I might have got there faster. I might have had a clearer focus. It might have been an easier path. I might have actually even achieved more in life. So I wanted to break those gender stereotypes. So my first book, When I'm a Surgeon, um, you know, is a little girl. And I wanted them to be able to imagine that. In addition uh, to um, breaking the stereotypes, overall, surgery, often people have a, quite a sort of narrow um, view of what being a surgeon is. You know, they think they would see patients, they operate. That's it. Um, but in actual fact, surgery as a career creates so many opportunities in life. And I've actually written an article, I sort of write articles on my website about why surgery should actually be the number one career choice women in medicine not the last career choice everyone thinks oh if you're a woman that's the last career choice you want to do that's why the numbers are so low because it's bad for the family mm. but in actual fact as we were just talking by the time i had my son you know i was used to jumping out of bed in the middle of the night getting dressed and operating on someone with a life threatening emergency so by the time i had a kid uh, you know a lot of women struggle i had to get up in the middle of the night stay in my pajamas and do a night feed i mean i was well trained for sleep <laughs> deprivation you know right. so the skill set um you know, obviously, you know, it's financial advantages, but it's not It's not that. It's the flexibility. It's the autonomy. Um, so as a medical career, as a surgeon, you know, sometimes you have more autonomy and control over your hours. You're able to call the shots, so to speak. So I actually think it's the ideal career choice, and that's one of the articles I wrote about. So with the first book, When I'm a Surgeon, it shows beyond the operating theatre. It shows that she can, um, you know, uh, do public speaking, travel, medical research, Uh, Teach others. So there's a whole, it encompasses and allows people to think beyond uh, what a career in surgery can hold. So, to hopefully attract people to see that this is a great career option, but also a really family friendly career option. I don't know where the myth was that if you're a woman, it was going to be a bad career choice. That must have been started by the guys. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so I I kind of um, wanted that. that and to break those gender stereotypes. Those career gender stereotypes really start to form at about age age three. So you've got to get in early.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that most people, from mothers, most people think that any career choice is a bad choice. <laughs> because, because I think as a woman, a lot of people have this stereotype, this belief that your primary job is to be The mother. So you're supposed to stay at home all the time and take, you know, so any career you choose and God forbid, if it's a surgeon where you got to help all these other people in addition to your child, please. I think there's a lot of that stigma attached with it. And that's another sort of area that
1: I, that I um, write and talk about because I grew up in a home where I had a stay at home mom, you know, and it was, you know, cooking and, you know, you know, you know, I feel really good as a mum when I can cook a meal and clean the house uh, and I don't get the same warm, fuzzy feeling if I operate. I I do for my patients, but I don't for for my son if I operate and, you know, bring home the bacon and allow him to have educational opportunities. I mean, is that crazy? Exactly right, yeah. The one of the other things I write about is this overcoming working mum guilt um, and really uh, identifying who you are as a woman because and, and, you know, I know for me, everyone's different. I know for me, I, I need something where I'm learning new skills, I'm engaged, I'm contributing. So I wouldn't be happy in that role. And once you recognise, once I recognise that I wouldn't be happy in that role and I was a better mother, I re, you know, that helped overcome that working mum guilt when you look at the skills that I've attained and the ability for me to pass those skills on to him that I would never have been able to contribute if I hadn't had a career as a surgeon. And, you know, networking, the people that he's got to meet, uh, he's been all over uh, the world um, mm-hmm. but, and knows convention centres off by heart. So one of the stories I tell is when he was three, I picked him up from kindy and the kindy teacher said, you know, he had all the stuffed toys around him today and he was having a board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it was something, you know, because he'd been to so many board meetings and, and, you know, he's just won a public speaking competition because he's used to hearing me speak um, and he's only a teenager. So I think that allows you to sort of look at what happens as a parent. And the other thing is, I think it's a very male model, what you're talking about where you separate work and kids. Uh, And I believe, you know, if women had designed the workplace, we would have integrated it. I mean, you look back through history and how many women, if they were in agriculture or whatever, had their kids with them. And so I see it, again, the opportunity of my career is, you know, all those things that he's been to my public speaking, that he's been to the board meetings. Um, I combine the career. uh, I see everything I do as work. There's an opportunity to teach him life skills. And then I'm not trying to separate the two.
0: That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's like all the, all the residual, the rich residual stuff that overflows to your kids. Right. It's just, it's amazing. So the main characters of your of your book series are they all girls?
1: Yes. So obviously, I'm trying to um, uh, even the, the scale. And one of the problems I, you know, is for women still to break the ga- the glass ceiling and those gender stereotypes, which I mentioned, for, start forming at age three. We want girls to make career choices in high school. It's already too late. You need to do something beforehand. And for me, I really feel that the fundamental building block is self-efficacy, self-belief. If you can instill that in young girls, they will then have the ability for resilience, perseverance in adversity and overcome the barriers that are still there. So that's why it's a picture book series aimed at that age group. The second, I mean, one of my other passions is business. And I've had a business for 20 years. Um, I built from scratch a medical centre practice and, uh, which I still run at as well in my spare time between the surgery and the books. And uh, so the second book was when I was an entrepreneur. And um, it again is looking at that sort of glass ceiling and building that self belief for young girls to really achieve those goals. Often, society, um, uh, you know, everywhere where books parents there's just this like little like a ceiling really that's just put you know girls go so far but you know don't don't go too far don't be too ambitious uh you know you can go so far that's good but as soon as it's you know really lofty well you know do you, you really think you should be doing that what are you going to give up um it's kind of our attitude
0: mm-hmm. so
1: the third book that i'm working on is when i'm an astronaut Uh, which, which
0: which we're going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. But before we get to that one, let's talk about the, um, the point of view, because I know you're writing first person point of view. And I think this ties into what you were just saying. I mean, the sharing your story about how you as a a young girl didn't really have these wonderful role model, female role models that you could um, see yourself Kind of stepping into their shoes as a director of this or a ceo of this or doing whatever they wanted to do instead of just i just didn't just say just i didn't mean that i mean instead of, of being regulated by society to just one role as a caregiver or mother um so does that first person voice come from that from that inner child within you that's like i want to see
1: women The inner child within them yeah. so a lot of books that are written about careers you know it tells it tells them, it tells them about, you know, what it is to be a, a doctor or
0: whatever engineer or something
1: like that. But by writing it in the first person, the big, the biggest part of the book is not what's in the book. It's what's in the reader's imagination. So this, the wording is very, very simple and I loved sharing books with my son when he was little. Um, obviously he's a teenager now so I'd have to read to him. And... I found he was a very smart kid and he still is a smart kid and I struggled to find books that really, you know, especially even at that age, three, four, five, six, were deep enough for him. And the great conversations we had were the conversations that went deeper into the book. So I wanted there to be, the, the book is just the door to open and I think the beautiful thing when you're reading books with kids, if it opens conversations, you don't just re- flick through the pages and get to the end, that's the story. So the story and is in the is in the little girl's head or the little boy's head. The story is in their ability to imagine themselves in that role and go deeper, and uh, that allows a sort of more advanced or older or smarter kid to extend themselves. So I don't want every girl to be a surgeon. I want every girl to believe that she could be a surgeon mm-hmm. and allow themselves to imagine themselves in that role so the book is not about me the book is about them
0: right yeah so if you're that little girl and you're reading that that story and first person it's like you, you take some ownership like i can do this right like, yeah 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 that's beautiful so um i think you touched when you were just talking i think you touched on um the the deeper meaning that's in your stories. I mean, you're talking about having these really in-depth conversations with your, your son. Um, so what are some of the deeper meanings in uh, the images in your book? Yes, yeah, so it's sort of the images.
1: So the, the wording is very simple. You know, when I'm a surgeon, I'll be called doctor. When I'm a you know, surgeon, I make scientific discoveries and it allows repetition, which is a good way for children of that age to learn more complicated words that they wouldn't entrepreneur, you know, words they would not normally – have learned, but they're quite capable of learning. Um, And so the repetition allows that. The images is where it allows it to go deeper. So it started with when I'm a surgeon, a little deeper into what a surgeon went. And when I was was an entrepreneur, each book it's kind of going even deeper because I get more into it. Um, that allows a lot more reading. It also makes it more interesting for the adult because, you know, often you're reading your books over and over again and you're having conversations and so it does give some information there for the adult. So say, for example, in when I'm an entrepreneur, one of the images is, you know, when I'm an entrepreneur, I'll do things differently, which is one of the key qualities. Now, the image is a little girl on a unicorn because often that's associated with you know, being different from everything else or unique. Um, And she's wearing a blue Stripe T-shirt. Now, if people are entrepreneurs or in business or tech, they will know that Stripe, the payment platform, is one of the top unicorn companies in the world. And so there's this uh, link here. And the the Stripe T-shirt she's wearing is in the blue or blurple colour of the stripe company logo so little things like that now the other thing is on one of the um, pages she's got a little picture of a dishwasher in a bedroom like in a frame why would you do that the Josephine cochran who was one of the pioneer female entrepreneurs in the 1800s who invented the dishwasher how many inventions are there other than the car that came out at the same time still are there today and she was one of the leading entrepreneurs she was a she was a um um well she did this after her husband died so i'm a single mum and the i've written i write little backstories stories so people go to my website i've written an article about her um i've written an article about the little deeper meanings in the books that people can look at so it might interest an older child it might interest an adult or it allows an adult to have little discussions if they you know don't know a lot about some of those those things um and like one of the pages that entrepreneurs, you know, sitting back on a desk, reading the newspaper, and you can't see what the articles are on the front page of the newspaper, but I have written all of those articles. And so you can actually go to my website and read the articles on the newspaper in the book. And so those little Easter eggs that I love putting into the book, and there's going to be a lot more in, when I'm an astronaut.
0: Mm. You know, what? that kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, Where's Waldo was like super popular, where you have, you have to find, Where's Waldo is like, so if you're looking at these images in your book, you're like, you're looking for the little, the little uh, messages, right? <laughs> like, and it's, I think it's wonderful. And when you were talking about um, the unicorn and, and how that relates to stripe, you know, what image I just got was uh, when I was a kid, there was this cartoon called Rainbow Bright that was like super popular and rainbow bright she uh, i think she lived in this like rainbow land or something but she wore like this multicolored striped uniform but she had a, un- a unicorn too and i remember she just really represented to me the um, the the power of really being yourself and being unique and and just taking real ownership of who you are and I think that's just very much related to your message.
1: Yeah, I think it's a key quality for people who are going to excel or rise up uh, yeah. above those uh, uh, challenges because these are careers that you know, take a lot of work. You know, you're going to have stumbling blocks. You're going to have setbacks. So you've really got to be able to um, run your own race
0: yeah yeah that's beautiful so tell us about the companion book that has activities uh what type of activities are these for for kids to do yes so each
1: book has a activity book which uh, again for older children and but there's different things in there. there's there's some sort of there's coloring in and dot to dot but there's also word searches and word unscrambles and they are really there because you know I had a, I have a really intelligent kid and I was I finished school when I was 16 and so there's a this sometimes you know the only way to actually extend kids is to take them to another year level as such but they still want play and imagination. So the word searches aren't the usual word searches you would find in activity books you know they have things like shareholders and globalization <laughs> the there uh, 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 for the, when I'm an entrepreneur so it really extends the vocabulary around that career. Um, and with a word search, you don't really have to know the word or have to spell it. You just have to be able to recognise it, but it int- it's a really good way of introducing these complicated words um, that, you know, you suddenly might find your small child's rattling off uh, mm-hmm. hopefully after doing the activity books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's ac- there are colouring pages that people can download for free. So on my website there's some sample colouring pages that you can just download for free uh, to, to, to have some fun.
0: That is so funny. You know, I was one, I was listening to this podcast. It's a business podcast and this a woman who is she owns her own uh, runs her own business, but she said that when she was a child, she would read to her grandmother because her grandmother's eyes were starting to fail her. So she would her grandmother would ask, "Can you please read me the business?" section of the newspaper and so this little girl and she's like seven eight years old she picked up all this information about business and so one day they had this activity in class where they had to write down what they wanted to be when they grow up she's like i want to be the ceo of uh, coca-cola and the teacher the teacher called her parents in for a parent conference because she just thought that was so bizarre <laughs> like, but she was introduced to all of the, the those rich vocabulary words all of the terms all of the everything because she actually read the business And that's exactly what these books are about. That's
1: how it starts. You know, there's so many people, you know, they they saw the, um, you know, landing on the moon and they decided at that point, you know, as a small child, I'm going to become an astronaut. Uh, When I uh, interviewed people with when I'm a surgeon, you know, so many of the leading female surgeons in the world said, you know, when I was a small child, I used to pretend to operate on my toy panda or something. Mm -hmm. So... It it is actually how it starts, you know, they have a vision and a dream and that is what this is about uh, because everything else is secondary. And I think that that self-belief is really fundamental. It's how women see women and how men see women. And this is part of a bigger picture. If you can change that, it, it changes how women see women, how men see women. I think it's behind the gender pay gap. It's behind domestic violence. Know, all these issues that we have we've got to fundamentally change how women believe in themselves
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now let's talk a little bit about the astronaut um story because that is so fascinating whenever i think of an astronaut i just automatically default to the image of a male <laughs> going to the moon um tell us a little bit about this this third this is your third book
1: This is the third book, When I'm an Astronaut. So this is really a lot of fun. So obviously I got addicted uh, to writing books, doing the series, and that's starting to have fun. Now, I have some experience that I could apply to the first two books, but I have never worked in the space industry. So what it meant was a huge learning curve. Now, I loved physics. It was my favourite subject, and I did incredibly well in physics. I didn't pursue a career in physics because in the sort of mid 1980s i could be in my mind in my mind at that stage of life all i knew was a high school teacher or university lecturer in physics so i chose medicine and surgery as a career path because i could have a bigger vision now it's you know imagine if i just had even greater visions than that so I have had to do a lot of research, which has been a lot of fun learning about astronaut training and space missions, and you know, following the NASA web page and, and yeah. <laughs> videos. The watching launches and interviewing people, and that's allowed me to develop all these little Easter eggs in the book for the space industry. I wanted to write a book that an astronaut. Would be proud to read their kid because, as a surgeon, you know, any a lot of times I see stuff or see stuff on TV and you like roll your eyes of like, you know, if you're in the industry, you go, Oh my God, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. So, <laughs> the, the then what it does is obviously I'll have articles on my website where people can read more about it, and so it's an opportunity for people other than me to learn about the space industry if they don't know the little things, the little details in there. So little things like, um, you know, the International Space Station is featured in there and people who know that will recognise what part of the International Space Station it is. But the handles on the International Space Station on the inside are blue. The ones on the outside are yellow. Um, So little details like that. Or if they have a spacewalk, the leader of the spacewalk has a red band on them to identify them as a the leader, so there'll be lots of little details and some relating to space history that I'll be writing about on the website that people will be able to research. That they can learn about the space industry, but if people are already knowledgeable the, about the space industry, they're going to have a lot of fun at uh, spotting it. And the the ability for people who are in that industry to be able to read. These books, which I found with when I'm a surgeon, and you know, there's so many surgeons and even doctors that just had absolute delight in being able to then talk about their work with mm-hmm. their kids, uh, which we should all do. And that goes back to my theory about the fact that we should combine our work with parenting, not try and separate the two. So, if people want, I'll be releasing. They can join my mailing list on my website, and I'll be releasing. I don't. I don't really send out many. Newsletters, like you know, one or two a year. But if I write a new book, then I will have a pre order so they can uh, sign up for the pre order and any promotional offers that we have when the book's released as well, uh, relating to that and and all the exciting backstory.
0: Yeah, that sounds so exciting. (laughs) I mean, my goodness, I can. They at my uh, job site. I work at a high school. They recently had this. a ceremony for the seniors that will be graduating next month where they each got on stage and declared where they were they where they got accepted and what they were going to major in there was one girl who got up there I can't remember what university she's going to you um, see something I don't remember but she's like I'm going to major in astrophysics I said what I did not <laughs> you know what honestly I didn't even know what astrophysics was I had to look it up but I I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. right. It's 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 having those visions, those options that are presented, uh, so that you you know there was other things I could have done that I didn't even know about. Um, obviously, you know back then they, they didn't exist. So you know I'd love to be a kid now. There's so many more options, and having that belief and knowing what those options are, and then having that passion and believing you can do it is what is required to overcome you know, you know, I had to do like 14 years of training or whatever to become a surgeon. You're not going to do that unless you have a passion and you want, you know, you really believe in it.
0: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: To, to do all the
0: work. Mm-hmm. And this is why your series is so important because it just introduces all of these wonderful opportunities and for, to, for young girls, particularly, um, that they probably would never even be exposed to. So this is wonderful. And I want you to tell us, Samantha, where we can find you online. So my website
1: is my name, samanthapillay.com. So if people go to my website, um, they can um, find out all about the, the books. There's uh, all my social media links for LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are all on their website. So that's the easiest uh, way to find me. And the books are all available on Amazon and all the online re- retailers as either print or ebook versions.
0: Mm. And and let's say that there are because you never know there might be some young viewers maybe not elementary school age but high school um aged girls who are thinking about what am I going to do I have to pick a career and I don't do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for 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 young women that are in that space where they're just trying to figure things out? So the first thing that I
1: do is get a lot of information, talk to people, um, and now you know with the internet the the ability to get information is exceptional and you can go straight to the leaders, you know, whether it's a TED Talk or something on YouTube, you know, and try and get as much information as you can from the people at the very top so that you can follow your passion because that you've got to have a passion and you're you'll find it. There'll be something where you'll go, I don't care what it takes, I don't care how long it takes, I don't care how much work it is and I don't care Even if I didn't get paid, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the right thing to follow your dream, follow your passion, because there'll be times where all of that will be true. And so then I would, my next advice would be dream big, aim high. That is the dedication of each one of these books. Dream big, aim high. Dare to dream big. Whatever you think, double it, triple it. Mm -hmm. And just let your imagination go there. Because you never know where you'll end up.
0: That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Samantha. I am going to chat with you for a minute, but thank you so much to our viewers for tuning into this episode of Bookish and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.